Hi. How you doing? I'm doing great, darling. It's so hot. Oh my god. Really? It is so hot. As I sit in bed with an electric blanket. <laughs> oh my god, I'm literally like boiling. Really? How yeah. do you get flu during summer? Um, it's because it was like hot one day like it would be like 34 degrees and then it would be like 18 the next day so i just got sick from that oh okay yeah that makes sense yeah being sick is not cute guys (laughs) what's not cute being sick oh yeah i'm always trying to like get myself unsick as soon as possible Really? I go crazy with the meds. Like, I'm, like, medicating myself. And I want, like, four days max of being sick. And then after that, it's, like, no excuses. It's just annoying. Yeah. I get that. It's just annoying. I get that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm the opposite. Whenever I'm sick, I, like, that is my time to shine. I get man sick. I be crying. I be sneezing everywhere. <laughs> medication no i want to be sick okay i don't want to be sick for as long as possible because i get tired by like the second day but the Mm. first two days i'm suffering and i want everyone around me to know that i'm suffering yeah yeah my mom doesn't mom's mom doesn't care like mom will just be like are you taking meds and i'm like yeah and then she'll be like, then you'll be fine. And then if I'm not uh, talking there, she's like, why are you doing that? And I'm just like, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, my okay. mom's, <laughs> mom's anti-meds. Like, my mom's like, it will heal itself. Go drink really? some ginger tea. You'll be fine by tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mom's like, giving me, like, every med under the sun. She's like, <laughs> cytotab, allergics, everything. She's like, get it. I wish my mom was went full African. Like your mom was Western medicine, my mom was African medicine. Ginger will fix <laughs> heartache. Do you understand me? Cut that Trust and believe that concoction of what is it? Uh, ginger, cayenne pepper, cinnamon, oh, I know that. lemon juice, and then like rum. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I won't put rum in it. I remember she did that once and like disparin. Mm. And she makes me drink it and then like the next day I'd wake up and I'd be fine. Yeah, like it works. It's hardcore but it works. And then if you really and really it knocks you out. So. It does. Like to put the final seal, you have to steam before yeah. you sleep. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like 100%. You'll be better than ever. <laughs> Period. Okay. Well, so that's the beginning of our episode. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to our podcast. This is the Polar Podcast with Snare and Normal. Hi. <laughs> In today's episode. <laughs> Wait, today's episode is our last episode of the season. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because we're trying to come back with a new season better than ever. Back to be better. So we're taking a bit of a hiatus from, like, you know, the, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, can't okay. say when season two is gonna drop. We can't say when. I feel like it's a surprise, and it might be this week. It might be next week. It might be two months from now. Ah, <laughs> it might have already dropped. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's dropped and you haven't listened? Maybe there's a secret <laughs> link. Oh, no one knows. But. Uh, when yeah. it does drop I feel like um, more content will come out of the podcast um, not just consistently the- yes consistently so guys tune in I wanted to ask you before we get into today's episode actually yeah Um, who is your least favorite character on Euphoria and why oh I don't watch that show what <laughs> I don't watch it. I tried watching um, season one of Euphoria and I watched like the first 10 minutes of the episode. Yeah. I watched the first... Sorry, that was my cousin. (laughs) I watched the first 10 minutes of the episode and I was just like shocked at how like raw it is. I don't even know if that's the right word. But I was just like, whoa... I'm a bit squirmish, so uh, yeah. Okay, I get that. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like the first time I watched Euphoria, I was more um, alarmed, okay, at the fact mm. that it was very explicit and they were in high school. You get it? Oh, yeah. So I was like, this is much from job i was like this is too much i can't and then yeah it was definitely like completely different to that well the high school that i went to exactly none of that shit like i'd never see that stuff uh, no. you'd only hear about it yeah so exactly like I, I i couldn't believe that high school students were doing that and also um in high school in like South Africa we wear uniform to school so yeah. the girl coming in with crop tops the size of toothbrushes to school not and relatable at all I was just like what exactly mm-hmm. like and not even on a like shaming them but like it's school yeah yeah so I was and I was also shocked. if you think about it like you were so little in high school like damn mm. Exactly. Yeah. I think I wore a uh, crop top once. <laughs> and nah, I wore crop tops. Like, I, crop tops are cool or whatever. But, like, I feel like the way that they're dressed up in Euphoria mm. just feels a bit, like, I think just different. Because when we were in high school, yeah, we weren't dressing like that. Yeah. Like that. I don't know. But, yeah. I feel I like... Um, but I... I think a part of me understands euphoria in the sense that it's not meant to be real. Like, it's it's meant to be as realistic as possible to the feeling, but the reality mm-hmm. of the show isn't real. So, like, yes, they are in high school, but that is supposed to be so bizarre to the point where it feels like a fever dream. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I just couldn't watch. I I really want to try and get myself to watch because I'm seeing like on Twitter and stuff, everyone's talking about Euphoria. But I just I was so shocked in like the first episode. I was just like, I cannot watch this. Like, yeah, at all. I get that. I really do. So I just left it. 
Mm. Well, for everybody yeah. who did watch my least favorite character, who is my? I feel like everyone hates Nate, but I feel like he's just misunderstood. Oh my gosh, no, I've because it's I don't even watch. Yeah, I know you can't relate because oh, and I don't want to ruin it for you, but imagine growing out growing up with a dad that lives in your house but that man was never there for you and then now you hate the world and you're kind of violent but that's your dad's fault so i don't hate him whose dad is nate uh i can't i don't want to spoil and for people that haven't watched so it's fine oh uh, okay okay yeah Yeah. we're not alone (laughs) no we're not (laughs) Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, child, let's get into today's topic. Today's topic is passion versus pay, what which is mm. okay. Passion versus okay. I've I don't have a definition for it, mm. like Google definition, but I'm gonna say from that girl. what I think it is. And yeah. what I know of it to be is basically having to like weigh up whether you take on a career that pays you well but like doesn't really fulfill you, or yeah. whether you chase a career that is like. One oh my god, that's Siri on my laptop. <laughs> Siri, do you hear that? Uh-huh. <laughs> One sec. <laughs> um. Okay. Or you live a life that's like i mean have a career that's very passion oriented but maybe doesn't pay you as much yeah yeah um what are your thoughts on that like where do you stand with the Um, passion versus pay like okay i feel like there's two ways to look at it yeah there's the first way where you can be very practical about how to get to your passion like you can be strategic on how to get to your passion by having a job that maybe just doesn't fulfill you cuts a check cuts a good check and can help you sustain your creative endeavors and like gives you an opportunity to actually explore your passions like beyond like i don't know how to explain it but like explore your passions Mm -hmm. just through financing them yeah. And then there's obviously like the passion side of it where you can just fully go for your passion, which yeah. is like great in theory, but like if shit isn't like making sense mm. um within the practicalities of your life, then you might have to think about ways to get to your passion. Yeah. Through being paid well. Yeah. You don't always have to choose you don't and i think i think that's where most people um like that's the crossroads for most people because it's it feels like a choice that you have to make but yeah i I feel like we not that we all have enough time because i understand the um i understand reality in the sense that Mm -hmm. sometimes like your passion is not gonna pay your bills it's not gonna put food on the table like for most people and i think what a lot of people don't um, remember is that material success is an anomaly. Like, it doesn't happen to everybody. Yes, it's very possible. But um, I always think about, you know, that 
like 20 2009 era of like the struggling uh actress who works at a as a waitress and oh, yeah. um i think about how many of those women just or men that didn't make it and they That's so sad. it's very sad but it's also the reality for a lot of people and like i think wait when you say struggling waitress do you mean like they were taking on jobs that were just paying them and then try to pursue their actual passions and just never made it or yeah. like what do you mean yeah i mean that i mean that i mean like taking on odd jobs here and there to like um to survive essentially and then um making sure that what they do like what fulfills them the most um is what they are going after and then yeah um so i have two sides of it like i have that side where i understand that uh your the african child in me not that my parents instilled this in me but like the things that you love um aren't gonna pay the bills immediately so you do what you have to until you can do what you want to i get that but then there's a side of me i guess it's triangular in the sense that i wouldn't want to do um my quote-unquote hobbies do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. as like my job because i feel like that would take away from the like self-tranquility like my hobbies are where i go to relax and now oh my passions are where i go to relax and now that that is my work i feel like that whole saying of like do what you love so you never work again and that's a lie it's like do what you love and you'll never stop working because every entrepreneur on the planet tells you how they have to work twice as hard to just ends meet and then Mm. there's a part of me that's like um but when you when you do your what you love it it's so fulfilling and mm. you're constantly growing and um if it does pan out well it's like i don't know it's not a catch eternity but like it's it's amazing to feel like mm. you've done what you actually love and care about and it's reached people that care about the same thing and oh well nothing yeah yeah it's reached a, a point where you are successful in the way that you feel is is success because like also success doesn't have to be money but it is in this mm-hmm. aspect yeah so that's my thought process i don't know <laughs> i hear you i feel like for me mm. um it's like uh, I've I've went through such like a weird phase, I'd say, <laughs> especially yeah. last year, where I felt like I wish I was not studying something that I was passionate about because it is so draining. Yeah. Like, um, for me, I'm studying BCom fashion, which is basically like marketing. Mm-hmm. In, like, the fashion and retail world, child, should I say. And, oh, my <laughs> goodness. It's, like, 
great like it's amazing and i know that like i wouldn't know certain things unless i was like doing my degree yeah doing my qualification but at the same time when you like something and you're graded on it and it's still part of your passions it's like you can't separate between what you're being graded on mm. what you actually like and where you go to relax because it's all very intertwined yeah um so i don't know i feel like i've just been thinking about like how i personally would like to come compartmentalize my life yeah in the sense well like my work life in the sense that like there's certain things that i just want them to make me money and then there's certain things where i just want them to just be like my passion and things that i go for to like stimulate myself and relax without feeling like the pressure of like i need to like I have to be successful from this because yeah then you end up losing the love that you have for whatever thing you may be exactly. passionate about exactly yeah. like I think about um I think about people that liked making clothes in the beginning and then now have to like frustrate 30 gobs a day and if mm. they don't then they don't meet their market and then mm. they now whatever you um whenever you have a creative process it has to be rushed because it has to mm. reach other people do you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. i feel like as soon as you start putting deadlines and um money and like um what's the word like deadlines money and like I don't know how to explain it, but like deadlines and money. Let's just yeah. say that on things that you're passionate mm. about, that's where you become extremely frustrated because you can't actually express yourself in yeah. a way that's like relaxed or true to what you want to do without thinking about how you're going to market it to everyone and it should fit like exactly. fit people's standards. So yeah, yeah, like I um. It is, it's very challenging. I mean, I feel like... So, in, I I used to have a YouTube channel, right? Mm. And I started my YouTube channel because I wanted to learn how to edit and, like, make videos. Just yeah. that concept. Not, um, not with the intention of being a YouTuber, but with the intention of this is a skill that I want to refine. And mm-hmm. it's what I like doing. Then... Um, obviously people started picking up and then my like knee-jerk very gen z response was to tell people about it and be Mm -hmm. like this is my little thing and now the the mere expectation that people waited for a video to drop so that they could watch threw me off so much and it was very detrimental to like my creative process as well because now i was thinking about videos that people would like how do you entertain everyone when it's just like but this is what i like exactly and then uh i i remember uh i did a video that i was i was so proud of it and it didn't it got like 
12 views child mm-hmm. and i was so happy because i was very proud of that video but then mm-hmm. i remember someone coming to me and was like um i like your this other content i like when you do this and it's not necessarily saying i don't like this video it's like we like this version of what you do Mm-mm-mm. yeah and now I I I stopped making YouTube videos because I was like, but that's not that's not me. And now I have to be, I can't be all encompassing with this one small version of who I am, and it mm. felt wrong. But I feel like you should just make YouTube videos because you want the skill. Because at I the end of the day, you. if the goal for you is like to refine your creative skill yeah with creativity you have to keep producing stuff and keep challenging yourself so i feel like you should just do it i know i think a part of me is scared of what i i would open myself up to just being on youtube do you Mm. know like i i'm not ready for the commitment of subscribers and and their thoughts like no please don't tell me what you think i didn't ask (laughs) Mm, i get that yeah and i understand constructive criticism and like feedback but what if the feedback doesn't stick or what if it's something that i don't want but now because those people are constantly bombarding you with this is what we think and this is what we think and <clears throat> yeah it's like even the all the makeup youtubers when they were like they had a what is it when you black out not black out when you're a creative block yes yeah, so a creative block oh, what is that the other thing the word oh, whatever that word is yes but like a creative block when you're burnt out yes mm. when you're burnt out but there's a bunch of things that you can do but you creatively feel like you cannot do them because i get that i watched um what's her name patricia bright she kind of touched on that i watched like a youtube video of hers from like beginning of the year and she was just saying like she knows how to go viral but it's boring to her like the type Mm. of stuff that you have to create in order to go viral she knows how to do it and she's done it building her platform but it doesn't feel like it's fulfilling her yeah yeah it's it's yeah. very scary so i feel like there's a way to do things to be creative and like get the views but there's also stuff that you want to do as a creator where it's just mm. like you just want the skill or like the gratification of making something that you're proud of exactly but then yeah. now like i think about um remember do you remember any small uh like passion not passion but like something that you were obsessed with as a kid drawing which i still am okay um yeah is there something that you were obsessed with as a kid and had someone told you that this is what you're supposed to do for the rest of your life do you think you would still do it Mm. no because i don't like being told what do (laughs) (laughs) oh okay like even in the smallest even in the smallest capacity like i don't like being told what to do Mm. because it's like when i do it 
did I think of that or am I subconsciously doing it for the other person to see that I'm oh, doing yeah. it yeah yeah I get that so, I, get I don't that. really like being told what to do Ooh. um Ooh. <laughs> yeah I feel like <laughs> when I was a kid I used to have so many small hobbies like very small things and then I'd pick them up and then I'd be very good at them and then I'd drop them and then it's just the skill that I added on that was, and then... no that was actually me too actually because I used to play a lot of instruments well not a lot but like I was mm. into instruments at some point and then it was very clearly um okay <laughs> I played the piano like I have a keyboard and then yeah. I played the clarinet when I was in grade four and then I remember as soon as my clarinet teacher told me they were like oh um we'd like you to play at a concert I remember that was like my last lesson I was like I'm not doing that no I just I'm... wanted to learn the clarinet like why am I being graded on this exactly exactly yeah now I think about like what about all those small hot like the whole idea that if you're good at something then that's what you should do and that's the i don't know i don't like I think that if you're good at something then that's what you should do i think if you're good at something that's what you should do but you decide whether or not you want to monetize it like you could be good at something and mm. not want to make money off of it or keep it to yourself and just be good at it yeah that's true I feel like there's lots of like avenues to like enjoy your passions without Without. making it about everyone else or anything Mm. else besides the fact that you enjoy them. Yes, and without it being a business opportunity and Mm. you like having to um, monetize like that whole idea of um, Mm. when you have passions and you're good at them that you're wasting your talents and it's mm. like it's not a waste because um i feel like a lot of people's version of waste is that you are not giving it to a lot of people and not a lot of people have access to that thing but mm. if you have access to it and you feel good it's about fulfilling. it it is fulfilling it's not a waste yeah yeah 100%. but then on the i guess opposite side where a professional yeah. job is not the easiest option out but it's the most secure it's what it's secure like you know how oh. much money you're going to make every month you know that this and this yes but it's I one think, this. Mm-hmm. i think that um it depends like you're making money could yeah. still be you being in business but it's not necessarily a business you're passionate about it's just what it's just what you're good enough at to make yeah. you money and makes you happy still yeah like not everyone's businesses or stuff that they're like oh my god like i'm so passionate about this sometimes it's just like there's an opportunity and i can make money and i know how to make money and so that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. And still have other passions on the side, obviously. Yeah, I get that. I get that. No, I'm talking about like when people opt out of doing both and they just focus oh. on career and like 
job and this is what I'm gonna do and I think that's sad (laughs) (laughs) I think that's so sad but I get it yeah like the fact that you have to choose sometimes is kind of sad but it's like I get it Mm. but I think at some point like we're human beings like at some point you're probably just like need to explore your passions yeah or like find a way to get in touch with your passions yeah and like they'll come to you eventually i i feel like i don't have any passions right now like i have things that i like but there's nothing that i'm like wow i'm so passionate about this specific thing and this this is what i feel like i'm very good at i don't have that yet because i thought it was teaching and then I realized I hate I loathe teaching so much <laughs> oh my god yeah I, I don't like the responsibility it comes with and the idea that someone's child possibly thinks the way that they do because of me no um, oh that's deep I never thought of that yeah it's just oh, that's crazy it is very crazy because think about like my English teacher but also like why are parents doing that at home uh some people some people have parents and i understand from a parent's perspective like you work every day and you come home Mm. to like a bunch of kids and connecting to a human being on that human being level just isn't on your radar so you might forget and then the kid goes to school and some random english teacher in grade 10 tells them that they are the most beautiful things in string cheese and that's how they'll think for the rest of their life true. <laughs> no true 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 and it's always you. an english teacher yeah like, it so- is an english teacher uh, <laughs> it's they're always- sweet they're very sweet but i i don't i don't want that responsibility good or bad mm-hmm. i don't want it and then mm-hmm. um like i like i i like fashion but not to the de- I've, again now i'm grading what i like based on other people see what i mean wait you do what like i'll grade what i like based on other people so like right now i was about to say I like fashion, but not to the degree that you do. And it's like, uh-huh. what? What is that degree? Hmm. But then, that's that's what's in your mind. Yeah, no, that's very you get what much I mean? on me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's very much on me. But I, I feel like you need to that the thing that I think about like your passion is the fact that you need to make whatever your passion is solely about yourself Mm. like as soon as you put yourself at the center of your passion and just be like this is what I like Mm. this is how I like it and this is how I perceive it then I think that you it's actually enjoyable but then once you put your passion in the hands of like other people or you expect like other things to validate the things that you like yeah you don't you actually end up hating it that's how i felt like with with school especially like i felt like my creativity was based on like the essays or the work that i'd produce and Mm. that wasn't necessarily what it's truly about 
that's why for like a while i actually just hated fashion like i was just like i just want to get my degree and just be done Uh and then maybe like it again at some other point but like it just didn't make sense for me to keep putting off what i actually like yeah i get that yeah i get that yeah it's very i i never thought about uh, you brought up a point where you say if you like wait for other people's validation you'll stop liking what you actually produce 100 percent. and i I like as long as you can look at something and be like i love that Mm -hmm. that's all that matters yeah i never thought about that like yeah i never thought about that damn yeah (laughs) points were made (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah guys <laughs> i never know how to end off an episode <laughs> never so guys this is our last episode for season one and you guys know that we have more seasons coming okay i um, feel like bigger and bitter okay let's get the bill <laughs> <laughs> let's get the bill per <laughs> anyways child um, thank you guys for tuning in up until this point we've really enjoyed producing content for you guys Mm -hmm. we really have (laughs) and yeah this has been so much fun it actually feels like a phone call but it's it's fun it does Um, yeah and yeah we'll catch you guys in season 2 Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Say hi. Hi. So, what are your thoughts on turning your hobby into your job? This is not my. This is not my hobby. <laughs> this is not my hobby. Either. No, I know. But what are your thoughts on turning your hobby into your job? I mean, in the future, you're asking the future, right? Yes, Ashley. As um, an, as an artist. I mean, I. I support the idea of you know becoming like supporting your hobby as and turning it into a passion. That's actually a great great idea because from my perspective, I think it's like you get to do what you love and you get paid for that. So I mean, what what could be better than that, you know? So yeah. Thanks, Ashley. Okay. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on turning your hobby into your job? Fuck that shit. <laughs> Mm-mm. Why? It's my hobby. I'm supposed to relax. Why am I turning into a job? I'm going to get stressed about it. it it's what relaxes me, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, fuck that shit. <laughs> well, I think that's a good question because um, it has kind of two sides, just like every other question. And uh, of course, the positive sides that, like, yeah, you have to spend uh, your time and like you get the money from the thing you love. But at the same time, when you have, uh, like, when you're burned out, uh, you don't have, like, a hobby to turn to. Like, I don't know wh- whether you get that, what I mean. Um, like, when, when you're just burned out from your work, you can go to your hobby and spend time and feel, like, charge the, with the resource from it. But if your hobby is your work... Then it's kind of hard to 